to Star Witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode and today is going to be a really interesting discussion. But before we get into it, let's have a word of prayer so the Lord will be with us as we read and study and learn more about Him. With that, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for another beautiful, gorgeous day. We thank you for life and health. We thank you for being so forgiving, so loving toward us. Lord, we are so blessed to have your graciousness and your mercy and for attending to our every need. There are so many blessings in our life that you give us that we take for granted a lot of times. Lord, we ask that you continue to help us to put away sin from our lives. Help us to be more like you and less like the world. Help us to hate the sin that we might be clinging to or that we might be struggling with. We ask that you continue to help us to lead others to you and we thank you and praise you for hearing and answering our prayer and we ask all these things in your precious holy wonderful son's name amen all right so let's jump right on in because we have a lot to talk about today and as usual we will begin with some bible verses so the very first verse i want to read is in psalms 56 8 david is talking about a very interesting subject he says thou tellest my wanderings put thou my tears into thy bottle are they not in thy book so this means that the Lord is keeping track of our tears, our sorrows, our tears of joy, our tears of whatever it might be. He is keeping track of every little thing. And Malachi 3.16 says, Then they that fear the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. This is very interesting. We have here mentioned this book of remembrance that is being written about each one of us that the Lord hears us he writes it down and he records every single thing that we do the good and the bad you have the book of remembrance for the good deeds and you have the book of remembrance for the bad deeds and we'll talk more about those in a little bit Nehemiah 13 14 says remember me oh my God concerning this and wipe not out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God and for the offices thereof so this is why what we will be getting into a little bit more later on and also what I mentioned briefly just before is the fact that you have the good deeds and the bad deeds we want the bad deeds to be wiped free and how we do that is by asking for forgiveness for our sins and confessing those sins and being very clear what those sins are not oh Lord forgive me of all my sins no Lord forgive me for lying for cheating for whatever it might be that you have done whether it's breaking the Sabbath whether it's telling a fable whether it's doing something small or something big, you have to go to the Lord and not only make it right if you made something wrong with somebody else, you have to make it right with them, but also make it right with the Lord and specifically mention the sins. And if you can't remember them, ask the Lord to bring them to your remembrance. And if you have to make anything right, now's the time to do it because we don't want these deeds to be remembered. We don't want people knowing about these deeds because when the judgment is brought before everybody and if you're not there, these are the books that people will read about your life. Why is this person not here? And they will see every 
everything that you have done, whether it's good or bad. And that's why we will be able to say without a shadow of a doubt that God was just. He gave us so many chances, so many times in our life to turn aside. He spoke to us. He tried to help us through friends, family, people, whatever it might be. And he took the opportunity to wipe away all of our sins. But we have a choice. We can either accept that help and ask for forgiveness and break down our pride, or we can ignore that voice of reason that the Lord tells us to surrender all to him. And Luke 10, 20 says, Rejoice, because your names are written in heaven. And again in Ecclesiastes 11, 9, Rejoice, O young man, in thy youth, and let thy heart cheer thee in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of thine heart and in the sight of thine eyes. But know thou that for all these things God will bring thee into judgment. So we have to be very careful of the things that we do. Revelation 21, 27 says, And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie. But they which are written in the Lamb's book of life, Revelation 21, 27. We're seeing a theme here. We will not be able to go to heaven or be in heaven if we do not live a right life, if we do not confess our sins, if we do not forsake the evil that we are doing, whatever it might be, whether it's appetite, whether it's the way we dress or what we put on our bodies or what we do during the day, whether it's what we watch, what we talk about, what we read, what we listen to, whatever it might be, we have to surrender it to the Lord. These things, the Lord is waiting for us to help us to get rid of them and get them out of our life once and for all. This is a very fascinating subject that we have these different books in heaven that are being written down. We have three main books. We have the the book of life and the book of remembrance and the book recording our sins which we want to have blotted out because we don't want people seeing that and I want to read this chapter from the great controversy called facing life's record chapter 28 it is really amazing and we will talk about it as we go along so this one might be a little longer podcast because this is a little long chapter but it is really really good and really important so let's dive right in she says i beheld says the prophet daniel till thrones were placed and one that was ancient of days did sit his raiment was white as snow and the hair of his head like pure wool his throne was fiery flames and the wheels thereof burning fire a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened. Thus was presented to the prophet's vision, and the books were opened. Daniel 7, 9, and 10. Beautiful imagery there. Thus was presented to the prophet's vision the great and solemn day when the characters and the lives of men pass in review before the judgment of all the earth. And to every man should be rendered according to his works. The ancient of days is God the Father, says the psalmist. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God, Psalms 92. It is he, the source of all being and the fountain of all law, that is to preside in the judgment and holy angels as ministers and witnesses in number 10,000 times 10,000.
thousands and thousands of thousands attend this great tribunal. What a sight to behold all of these things. I mean, imagine it for yourself. You're just seeing all of these angels. That is a number that is beyond even our thinking. Thousands times 10,000 times 10,000 thousands thousands. You know, that's just a lot of angels. And besides all of the other unfallen worlds and all of the people who are going to be saved, going to be there, we will have this spectacle. And one by one, right now, we are being judged. We don't see the judgment, but we, our names are being brought forth. And when our name is called, we better have our life right, because then that decision is going to be made. Whether your life is going to show Christ's life or your life is going to show all of your sins and all of the things that you've done wrong. And she continues, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. Daniel 7, 13 and 14. The coming of Christ here described is not his second coming to the earth. He comes to the Ancient of Days in heaven to receive dominion and glory and a kingdom which will be given him at the close of his work as a mediator. It is this coming and not a second advent to the earth that was foretold in prophecy to take place at the termination of the 2,300 days in 1844. And we can have a whole other podcast about that. Attended by heavenly angels, our great high priest enters the Holy of Holies and there appears in the presence of God to engage in the last acts of his ministration in behalf of man, to perform the work of investigative judgment and to make an atonement for all who are shown to be entitled to its benefits. So this is very interesting. This is talking about the time of the judgment, when it will begin, which we are told is in 1844. And that is when that investigative judgment took place and started with all of the people who had died and gone before us up until the present time. But that's what happened between 1844 through all of these years. And now it's moving on to the judgment of the living. But that's a whole other topic of conversation. She says this, in the typical service, only those who had come before God with confession and repentance and whose sins through the blood of the sin offering were transferred to the sanctuary had a part in the service of the Day of Atonement. So on the great day of final atonement and investigative judgment, the only cases considered are those of the professed people of God. The judgment of the wicked is a distinct and separate work and takes place at a later period. Judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel? 1 Peter 4.17 This is a very interesting question that Peter asks. So the judgment has to begin with those who are following God. And if it begins with us, then what do you think the end will be for those who don't follow God? I mean, the answer is pretty obvious. It's not going to be a good ending at all. And that is why we have to live day by day with Christ in our life. We have to die daily, like Paul said. She says, the books of record in heaven, in which the names and the deeds of men are registered, are to determine the decisions of the judgment. Says the prophet Daniel, the judgment 
judgment was set and the books were open. The Rever later describing the same scene adds another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works, Revelation 20, 12. The book of life contains the names of all who have entered the service of God. Jesus bade his disciples rejoice because your names are written in heaven, Luke 10, 20. Paul speaks of his faithful fellow workers whose names are in the book of life, Philippians 4, 3. Daniel, looking down to a time of trouble such as never was, declares that God's people shall be delivered, everyone that shall be found written in the book. And the revelator says that those only shall enter the city of God whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life, Daniel 12, 1 and Revelation 21, 27. We must make sure that our names are written in this book of life. If we want to be in heaven with God, we have to make sure that we are serving God and doing it day by day, following in his footsteps, going to him, talking with him, having a relationship with him, one of love, one of obedience, one of total surrender. And all of these books kind of go hand in hand in hand. That's why they're kind of all mentioned together. And she says, a book of remembrance is written before God in which are recorded the good deeds of them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. Malachi 3.16. Their words of faith, their acts of love are registered in heaven. Nehemiah refers to this when he says, remember me, O my God, and wipe not out my good deeds that I have done for the house of my God. Nehemiah 13.14. In the book of God's remembrance, every deed of righteousness is immortalized. There are every temptation resisted, every evil overcome, every word of tender pity expressed is faithfully chronicled, and every act of sacrifice, every suffering and sorrow endured for Christ's sake is recorded. Says the psalmist, thou tellest my wanderings, put thou my tears into thy bottle, are they not in thy book? Psalms 56 8. This is where we come back to the verse we read at the very beginning. These things are recorded to remember and to look upon and to say, hey, this is the time when you were faithful. This is the time when you listened and you came to me and you overcame through my power. And Christ can show you how he was there for every single one of those events. Even the events that we fail, he was there trying to get us not to fail. But these are the things that we want to remember because every time we overcome, we get stronger in Christ. Every time we use the Lord's power and we work together with Christ, that the adversary is weakened and the hold that he has on us is less because he realizes that you are on the Lord's side and not on his side. And that is very scary. And that's why he doesn't want that. And that's why we are tempted over and over again. And it's very amazing that the Lord puts all of these things in books to remember. And he even stores our tears in bottles to show us how much he cares about us, show us how much he is watching over us. He cares about the times that we are sad. He cares about the times we're happy. He wants to be involved in every single aspect of our life. And that is why you could kind of think of it as like a scrapbook of sorts. When mothers used to raise their children, a lot of people still do this, but not so much anymore. But back in the old days, people used to have scrapbooks. You would write down the baby's first steps, the baby's first words, and then as they grew older, you would write about the first time they rode a bike and their tooth falling out and their first whatever it might be. And you add photos and you add mementos and you add all of these things so that when you're an adult 
person you are given the scrapbook as a gift or to keep in your own home, you can look back and you can see all of these wonderful memories and learn about all of these things that you might not remember anymore or didn't even know about. And you're like, wow, this is really neat. I didn't know all of this stuff. This is amazing to look upon my life and see it like this. Well, this is exactly what God does for us. He has these scrapbooks called the Book of Remembrance. And this Book of Remembrance is to detail all of the good deeds that we have done over the course of our life. And that's why it's also important not just to have these things and to brag about all of the good stuff that we did. No, we want to do these good deeds because we love God and we want to show God that we love him and that we took his words to heart. And so that by doing these things, by helping out these people that we help out, we're doing it because we want to show God's love to them. We don't do it because we want to brag or be proud of it. We want to do it because we want to be a witness and an example. And when we do it with a pure and good heart, that's when it's written down. When we have the Lord impressing us to help someone, to give of our means, to give of our time, whatever it might be. These are the times when we have to listen. And when we do listen and when we do do it, he writes it down. And we'll be able to look back over it in heaven, Lord willing that we make it there. And we'll be able to see all of these chronicled events where the Lord was working through us. And that will be so amazing to see that. She continues, There is a record also of the sins of men. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Says the Savior, By thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Ecclesiastes 12, 14 and Matthew 12, 36 and 37. The secret purposes and motives appear in the unerring register. For God will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 5. Behold, it is written before me, your iniquities and the iniquities of your fathers together, saith the Lord. Isaiah 65, 6 and 7. Every man's work passes in review before God and is registered for faithfulness or unfaithfulness. Opposite each name in the books of heaven is entered with terrible exactness every wrong word, every selfish act, every unfulfilled duty, and every secret sin. With every artful dissembling, heaven sent warnings or reproofs neglected, wasted moments, unimproved opportunities, the influence exerted for good or for evil. With its far-reaching results, all are chronicled by the recording angel. These are very solemn words indeed and something that we need to think about every single day, that what we do does matter. All of the thoughts, words, actions, everything that we do is recorded and we need to have an answer and give an answer one day for why we decided to ignore the Lord's warnings when he sent it to us and the wasted time and opportunities. We need to ask for forgiveness for all of those things because we are all guilty of it at some point in time in our life and sometimes even now we are guilty of it. It's so easy to lose our way and it is 10 times harder to get back on the path once you have lost it. But it's not impossible. She says, The law of God is the standard by which the characters and the lives of men will be tested in the judgment. Says the wise men, Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 and 14. The apostle James admonishes his brethren, So speak ye and so do, as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. James 2.12. Those who in the judgment are accounted worthy will have a part in the resurrection 
resurrection of the just. Jesus said, they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead are equal unto the angels and are the children of God, being the children of the resurrection, Luke 20, 35 and 36. And again, he declares that they that have done good shall come forth unto the resurrection of life, John 5, 29. The righteous dead will not be raised until after the judgment at which they are accounted worthy of the resurrection of life. Hence, they will not be present in person at the tribunal when their records are examined and their case is decided. Jesus will appear as their advocate to plead in their behalf before God. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, 1 John 2, 1. For Christ has not entered into the holy places made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Hebrews 9:24 and 7:25. These are beautiful promises, beautiful things that we have to keep in the forefront of our mind. It's like one big court case going on right now, and each person has to come up and plead guilty before God if we want to be saved, we have to plead guilty and then ask for forgiveness. And then Christ wipes our slate clean and presents his perfect life in its place. And we are accepted. And then we can go forth as new creatures. But if we don't, and if we don't confess those sins, then we will be put into the lot where we will have to pay for our own crimes and be lost forever, which is very solemn and very sad indeed. As the books of record are open in the judgment, the lives of all who have believed on Jesus come in review before God. Beginning with those who first lived upon the earth, our advocate presents the cases of each successive generation and closes with the living. Every name is mentioned, every case closely investigated, names are accepted, names rejected. When any have sins remaining upon the books of record, unrepented of and unforgiven, their names will be blotted out of the book of life and the record of their good deeds will be erased from the book of God's remembrance. The Lord declared to Moses, whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book, Exodus 32, 33. And says the prophet Ezekiel, when the righteous turneth away from his righteousness and committeth iniquity, all his righteousness that he hath done shall not be mentioned, Ezekiel 18:24. All who have truly repented of sin and by faith claim the blood of Christ as their atoning sacrifice have had pardon entered against their names in the book of heaven. As they have become partakers of the righteousness of Christ and their characters are found to be in harmony with the law of God, their sins will be blotted out and they themselves will be accounted worthy of eternal life. The Lord declares by the prophet Isaiah, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for mine own sake, and will not remember thy sins, Isaiah 43, 25. Said Jesus, he that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny 
deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father, which is in heaven. Revelation 3, 5 and Matthew 10, 32 and 33. So we have this wonderful promise that if we confess our sins and are truly repentant, God will blot out our sins from the book as if they never were. And that is such a beautiful promise that we should cling to, that we should always remember it. We should memorize these verses and claim the promises and believe these promises and then go forth by faith, knowing that our sins are gone. But we have to work very hard in order to live every single moment with Christ because it is a daily battle. Every day we have to decide between good or evil because Satan is battling for our souls and the Lord is fighting so hard to keep us on the right path. He wants us to be in heaven. We have to decide what we want. Do we ask for forgiveness? Do we surrender our all? Do we give up the things that we love? Or do we keep on doing what we do and miss out on eternity? This is very, very serious. And this is why we need to know about these things and we need to very carefully, prayerfully consider what we are doing in our lives that we need to change if we want to be in heaven forever with the Lord because we love him and want to see him face to face and live with him for all of eternity. She said, the deepest interest manifested among men in the decisions of earthly tribunals but faintly represents the interest evinced in the heavenly courts when the names entered in the book of life come up in review before the judge of all the earth. The divine intercessor presents the plea that all who have overcome through faith in his blood be forgiven their transgressions, that they be restored to their Eden home and crowned as joint heirs with himself to the first dominion. Micah 4.8. Satan in his efforts to deceive and tempt our race had thought to frustrate the divine plan in man's creation. But Christ now asked that this plan be carried into effect as if man had never fallen. He asked for his people not only pardon and justification, full and complete, but a share in his glory and a seat upon his throne. So you may be surprised who you find in heaven. People who have murdered, people who have done horrible atrocities might be in heaven because they confess and really truly repented of the wrong and accepted Christ in their life and that won't surprise you and there might be people who you thought would be in heaven who aren't because they didn't confess their sins and so it's gonna be very interesting to see what's going to be going on in the final days and who will be there and who will not be there but we know for a fact that we have to work so hard for ourselves. We have to work out our salvations through fear and trembling, we're told. Go to the Lord today. Pray. Ask for his help. Ask him to give you forgiveness for your sins. Ask him to help you with the temptations that you are faced with. And please pray for me, and I will be praying for all of you. We have a battle, and we must fight to the death, because it is a matter of life and death, and that is how serious it is, and that is what we need to always remember. She says, while Jesus is pleading for the subjects of his grace, Satan accuses them before God as transgressors. The great deceiver has sought to lead them into skepticism, to cause them to lose confidence in God, to separate themselves from his love and to break his law. Now he points to the record of their lives, to the defects of character, the unlikeness to Christ, which has dishonored their Redeemer, to all the sins that he has tempted them to commit. And because of these, he claims them as his subjects. Jesus does not excuse their sins, but shows their penitence and faith, and claiming for them forgiveness. He lifts his wounded hands before the Father and the holy angels, saying, I know them by name. 
I have graven them on the palms of my hands. The sacrifices of God are a broken and a contrite heart. Oh God, thou wilt not despise, Psalms 51, 17 says. And to the accuser of his people, he declares, the Lord rebuke thee, O Satan, even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Zechariah 3, 2. Christ will clothe his faithful ones with his own righteousness, that he may present them to his father a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing ephesians 5 27 their names stand enrolled in the book of life and concerning them it is written they shall walk with me in white for they are worthy revelation 3 4 jesus does not excuse our sin but he says look at where they truly were sorry they repented of all of those sins that you caused them to do where they stumbled and yes they did do it but guess what they are truly sorry and I've forgiven them. It doesn't matter what they've done now because my blood has paid the price. I paid the price with my life. Look at the marks on my hand. Look at the marks on my side. Look at the marks on my feet. This is the reason why I went down there in the first place. This is the reason why I died to save them from their sins and to blot them out so that it's my life you see and not theirs. So you have no ground to stand on Satan. They've been forgiven. They've been redeemed. I love them and that's that. You have no case, case closed. <laughs> and that is how Jesus wins those cases. You have a very legal proceeding happening here. You have the defendant and you have the prosecutor and the judge of all. And so Jesus is pleading for our case. He's working so hard to forgive us of our sins, to be an advocate for us, to defend us against the accusations thrown by the devil. And the devil is not holding back anything. He will reveal every little thing that you are doing. He will bring it all to the forefront and he will accuse you of doing so many wrong things. And he'll even bring it to your mind too. The things that you have confessed and he'll bring these doubts. Am I really forgiven? Did God forgive me? How can he forgive a sinner such as I? But we are not to listen to those accusations. We are not to listen or allow the devil to come at us with those things because we know and we are promised that we are forgiven if we truly repent, if we are truly sorry, and if we go to God asking him for that forgiveness, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we need to tell that straight to the devil's face. And we need to stand confident, believe those promises, and go by faith, claiming them and knowing that you are forgiven and that Christ paid the ultimate price for our sins. And that is something that is truly amazing and something that we can always, always be thankful for and remember for all of eternity. In fact, the only things that will be a reminder of sin are the marks that are on Jesus's body. Everything else will be done away with. I just want to impress upon your hearts and your minds how important it is to get rid of the sin in your life because this judgment is taking place right now and we need to prepare for Christ's soon coming because it is very soon. The signs are all telling us that the world is about to close and probation is about to end and we need to get our lives right with God. We need to live for him and we need to live that example and that lifestyle and we need to preach to others of the savior and the love that he had so much so that he advocates on a daily basis for 
them to to get the whole world to see that you are not the person you used to be you are not that person who sinned you are not that person who fell but you are standing tall with Christ by your side with him helping you and holding you up with him laying down his life for you with him blotting out your sins so that you can be with him forever in paradise for all of eternity and that is just such a beautiful wonderful thing all right so like I said there is a lot more to this and even to this chapter so what I think I'm going to do since there's quite a bit left still and we need to talk and discuss about it is that I'm gonna put this as part one and then I'm gonna have a part two next week and I'm gonna pick up where I left off and continue talking about this subject because it just is so grave and so important that I don't want to rush through it and I don't want to make this too long so I will pick this up next week as part two and there will be even more quotes and things to discuss and this chapter to discuss so be prepared for part two coming up and it is so exciting so amazing that this study is really awesome that I highly encourage you to go and study it for yourself these books and to really carefully consider the judgment the investigative judgment that's going on right now in the 2300 days and all of these things are subjects and topics that we can talk about here on the podcast and probably will be getting into in the future at some point in time because all of these topics are very important and we need to understand what is going on right now and we need to know that God is working on our behalf and that he is being our advocate and we need to understand how this all plays into us and how we have to act and how we have to respond to all of the things that Satan is throwing our way and how we can tell people that this is going on and how they need to be ready for the judgment and that they have a divine intercessor that is ready and willing to pay the ultimate price. So with that being said, I will sing this song that fits perfectly with this topic of conversation and it's called The Judgment Has Set. The judgment has set, the books have been open. How shall we stand in that great day when every thought and word and action God the righteous judge shall weigh? How shall we stand in that great day? How shall we stand in Shall we be found before him wanting, or with our sins all washed away? The work is begun with those who are sleeping. Soon will the living here be tried. Out of the books of God's remembrance, his decision to abide. How shall we stand in that great day? How shall we stand in great day shall we be found before him wanting or with our sins all washed away oh how shall we stand that moment of searching 
when all our sins those books reveal when from that court each case decided shall be granted no appeal how shall we stand in that great day how shall we stand in that great day shall we be found before him wanting or with our sins all washed away indeed how shall we stand in that day shall we be found before him wanting or will our sins be washed away these are the questions we have to ask ourselves and this is what the lord wants us to do he wants us to have our sins blotted away so consider this carefully prayerfully study it out and go to the lord today and ask him to blot away all those sins remember it says in matthew 5 16 let your light so shine before men that they may see See your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So with that being said, let your light so shine so that you are a star witness for the Lord.